Okay. Back for a second episode. Woohoo! We made it. Um, I we chose to record early Friday morning. Um, I'm not sure why we chose to do that. A little bit of a mistake. We're not really early morning people, so this episode will be interesting. So you have coffee. We do have wine. coffee. Yeah. We, <laughs> we could have done mimosas, I guess. Yeah. We'll do that another time. It's also rainy, so it just it doesn't is. fit the mood. It feels like a coffee kind of day. But we got like 30 people that listen to her, or I don't know if we have 30, but like... There's, I think, 29 distinct devices, so shout out to everyone who listened. We appreciate it. And we got some good feedback, um, and we got participation in our question of the week this week. Yeah, we, you guys did really well this yeah, week. Yeah, we asked that. and you delivered, so thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who participated. And listened. Um, we're really excited to do episode two. So uh, Sarah has the stories this week. I'm going to let her read the first one. All right, guys. Um, Once again, there's not really a specific theme. Mm -mm. These are just stories I came across that um, I was just, I just thought they were wild. So that's what we're going to do. This one's wild. (laughs) Okay. It's titled, I slept with my daughter's ex-boyfriend. He got me pregnant and I had an abortion. They got back together and got married. This is on... um, the our confession page okay that's kind of where I was this week so I guess they're all confessions got it all right so this was back in let me think maybe 1997 I was 38 and my daughter was 18 and she was dating Harry who was 24 oh they included names for us I know I appreciate (laughs) that okay I was an alcoholic and dabbled in other drugs mostly Mm. cocaine I was not a good person let alone mother Not like I was abusive to my daughter or anything, but I was generally inattentive and cared more about my alcohol and drugs than her, especially in her teen years. I am 14 years sober now. Wow. That's a lot. I disproved of my daughter dating Harry, but I never told her why. He Mm. would flirt with me constantly, and Mm. then the age age difference also creeped me out. So it's, Mm. what is it? 18 and 24. That's the age difference. Okay. Um, also he was an alcoholic and drug user just like me. Mm. She broke up with him over his alcoholism. Soon after she moved away, not too far, but regardless, she didn't live with me anymore. Harry kept calling me and asking if we wanted to get drinks. I turned him down, but then one day he said he had a bunch of Coke and I couldn't resist. He came over, we did the Coke and we ended up having sex. He was a very good looking guy. He looked a lot like that ridiculous 80s Justin (laughs) Bieber picture that was on the front page today. That is actually what made me think about him. I don't know what she's referring to, but... Justin Bieber, hey. Okay. I get it. For the next few (laughs) months, maybe like three to four months, he would sometimes come over and we would have sex and do drugs and get Mm. drunk together. Any drug addict knows what it's like to have a drug addict buddy in that way. Then I got pregnant. I knew it was by him. I had sex without a condom a few times stupidly. I never told him I was pregnant, and I went on and got the abortion and kept it a secret. Mm. Anyways, I stopped seeing him after that. It was too weird. I also got sober for like four months before relapsing. Fast forward two years, and my daughter contacts me and tells me that she got back with Harry and that he is now fully sober. I was mortified, honestly. He was going to tell her that we slept together and she is going to hate me for life. They came over one day and said hi, and when my daughter was gone, Harry told me that there's no reason to tell her about what happened. I agreed. Mm. It's been 16 years of marriage on their part. Uh. They have a kid together. 
Harry got cancer, then beat it. I got sober. That's basically it. I don't see them very often. They live in Texas and I live on the East Coast. But whenever I do, there is always that tension between me and Harry. It's literally the first thing that comes to either of our minds. I can just tell. Not like sexual tension, like why did we have to do that? What is wrong with this kind of tension? I think about this often, especially when I see my grandson. I always think that could have been my son if things had gone differently. But wow, what a disaster that would have been if I decided to keep that child. Wow. <laughs> uh, there's a lot yeah. in that story. Um, I think this one's really tricky because like, there's the drug and alcohol um, abuse like or addiction uh, into the story on both Harry and the mom's part. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes it really tricky because in a sense, I think you... You could almost say that Harry and the mom were two different people, right? Like, like there was the drug and alcohol abuse them versions of them, mm-hmm. and then there's now the sober versions of them that, like, I think that makes it tricky to judge them when they were so deep in that addiction. I think that's a good point um, because I think the – addiction can like you said bring out the worst in somebody and make them almost a different person compared to their sober self but I don't agree with not telling her Mm. they kind of it sounds like they mutually agreed that was the best Uh, it's so hard because at this point the only thing that telling her is going to do is hurt her like literally there's going to be no good that comes out of that conversation like telling her see I think I would like agree with that if it were like say like he knocked somebody else up okay yeah like during like this like huge like yeah chapter in his life where he was abusing drugs like I guess in that point like it's that she's not in contact with that person it's a stranger to her like it doesn't it's not going to really make a big difference on her life she probably assumes that crazy he participated in crazy things like that you know maybe um but because it, it says that she broke up with him because of his alcoholism, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I think she probably knows that he was going through all that. Mm-hmm. But dark times. The fact that it was with her mom, and it wasn't a one-time thing; it was repeated. Yeah. Um. I think that. I mean, they have to interact with her mom. I just think that that. If like, how would you feel if your <laughs> significant other had a secret thing with your mom years ago? Yeah. No. I mean, I wouldn't feel good. But then part of me is like, why would I? You would rather not know. I don't know that I would want to know because we have a kid together. And then, like, it, we went through freaking, he, you know, him getting sober, him beating cancer. Mm-hmm. We have a kid. We're happy. And, like, it's not ongoing. If it was ongoing, of course that I think she needs to know. But the fact that it's in the past, it's closed, sealed off. And, like, they live, I think, in different places. Like, they're not seeing each other every day. Like, I don't know. I think that I would just rather be in bliss a little bit because if I found out that's just gonna wreck everything that we've had I'm probably gonna want to leave him and then I have a kid and I'm a single mom on my own and I, I just I don't know if that's like the best case scenario I think that to me it sounds like kind of both of them feel a lot of guilt about what they did and in some ways I think you're your own harshest critic, so 
like, I feel like they might be, like, punishing themselves enough to know, like, they did this horrible thing. They feel bad about it. I think if they didn't feel bad about it, that would be a red flag, too. But the mom clearly feels horrible about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, she knows what she's did is, like, wrong. Yeah. The other piece is that he doesn't even know that mm-hmm. she got pregnant. Right. I also found it a little strange that the mom at the end said, like, whenever she looks at the grandson, she thinks that could have been my son. Yeah, I didn't like that line. (laughs) Where was it? It, I uh, felt weird about that one. I was like, not really. I think about this often, especially with my grandson. I always think that could have been my son if things had gone differently. Uh, Yeah, I think that's an interesting way to view your grandson. Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously she's not vocalizing that um and what a disaster that would have been if I decided to keep that child well the whole course of the story would have changed your daughter and her probably Harry and your daughter probably wouldn't have gotten married and had a child together so it probably would have changed the whole course of like three people's lives yeah four people because you know yeah the kid I don't know this is just a really hard one I think I would agree with you. Ignorance is bliss to a certain degree. But I don't know. If it were me and I was the mom or I was Harry, I don't think I could like do everyday life with that big of a secret. I agree. Even if they aren't interacting often, I feel like it's like this big, like you said, it's going to eat at them and probably be their own like worst punishment. Like having yeah. to live with that. I don't think I could live with that. But then like, that's almost like... Are you going to just tell her to get it off your chest and hope she, like, forgives you and moves on? That's almost, like, Like, what are way, your, What are you motivated by? Yeah, like, are you just doing it to get off your chest? Are you truly think that she should know? Because, like, if she knows this knowledge... She could leave. She could leave. But it sounds like they're really happy right now. Why bring up, like, that sort of pain when it was 15-plus years ago? Because they've been married for 14 years, I think it said. Mm-hmm. Six... 16. 16, yeah. 16. They've been married for 16 years, so you have to think this probably happened... 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, 1997, 25 at this point. Oh, yeah. Because when... This was written four years ago, though. Okay. okay. So, so, yeah, like 20-ish 20 years, years yeah. 25 years ago. Like, Ugh. and they're blissfully... They seem like... The way the mom writes it, they're, they're very happy. They've, you know, beaten a lot of things, a lot of odds. And so it's like, I just... I don't know... If bringing up that kind of pain is fair to the daughter at the end of the day either. Because this could almost be like, it sounds like the daughter had a rough upbringing to a certain extent too. And now she's finally happy. And for her mom to come in and like, not finally happy, I shouldn't phrase it that way. But she seems like she's in a good place for the mom to come in and like, you know... Yeah. Drop that kind of news. I mean, it would just wreck her life. I guess... For the sake of, like, divided by two, I'm just gonna take the opposite stance. I think I would, like, I think I do agree with the opposite stance anyway. Okay. But here's my thing. The mom didn't tell her back when she was a teenager at 18 that he was flirting with her behind her back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mom chose to keep that a secret then. Mm-hmm. Um, then the daughter goes on to break up with him because of his um, alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. Maybe drugs, I don't know. I think she just stated alcohol, though. Somehow these two find each other again. It's yeah. dating. Mom says, and, and at that point, the mom had been hooking up with him for a little bit, got pregnant, had an abortion, and then 
mom also chooses then not to say anything. Mm -hmm. And so I know, like you said, like with drugs, somebody could be acting completely out of character. It could be totally different from how he is now, but it's not looking good for this guy in my eyes. Like I am finding it hard to believe that he's just magically this great partner and it's happily ever after. Like if, I mean, I, he was 24 then, so who knows? But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't sound like he was a great partner. I don't think he was then. It's hard to know now, I think. But then the, you add the fact that he also went through beating cancer. Like, that can also change a person. So we we truly have no idea where he is right now. And so I agree. We could think the worst of him. We could think the best of him. But at the end of the day, the daughter's with him, has a child, and they seem happy. I think that the mom owed the daughter the conversation way back when and saying, hey, this guy, like, is coming on is to coming me. on to me. She owed it to her back then, but I don't know that she should open that can of worms now because I think that it'll end up hurting the daughter like 10 times more. I think that if she is owed a confession, it's from her husband mm. more so than her mother at this point. Interesting. And that's her partner. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'm just kind of envisioning... These sort of, like, things, I feel like, have a way of coming out eventually. So, it's, Mm. I mean, she could live the next, you know, 20, 30 years, I guess, blissfully ignorant. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she could maybe find her mom's journal someday. Or, like, you know, it could come out. It could, yeah. Um, And so, I think it would be, it's impossible to say how she would handle the news. Yeah. Um, But, I guess if it were me, I... I, th- I would want to know. Yeah, I get that. Because otherwise, I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know, if your partner's hanging on to a secret that big, mm-hmm. it kind of begs the question, like, what other things are they capable of hiding? And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe their relationship is perfect except for this one component, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's not likely. Well, I think, too, again, I go back to addiction. I mean, you're using, like, you know, brain-altering chemicals yeah. and certain things that I can envision a possibility that that person Harry was when he was in his 20s deep in his addiction is different than the Harry that he is now and so I think I agree it could bite me in the butt because he could come back 20 years later and she could still find out but I think that uh, I can see I would maybe not maybe not share with her I have one little question about that say that they didn't battle addiction would your views mm. change mm-hmm. if if he had just been like a twenty four year old um, who ended up hooking up with the mom but was young dumb? Yeah, no, um, it would change. <laughs> and then like years later, like he's matured, blah blah blah. Like then you would think that he sh- they should confess. Yeah, even if it was like a one time thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think because the, addiction the addiction part carries heavily for me because I do think that. To overcome and be sober, where both of them are now, took a lot on their parts to get, to get there, mm-hmm. and I can see where they would be a different person, completely than they are now, than they were. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't know a lot about like rehab for addiction, but I think that I do remember hearing like one of the steps is like trying to like clear a yeah. lot of confessions out of the way. Because um, sometimes, like, I think a a part of addiction is hiding things from your partner, either to go abuse um, a substance or 
or whatnot. So I don't know, maybe there was like a stage of his recovery where he could have brought it up. Yeah. I think there's an opportunity, I agree, um, to potentially do that. But I also think on his part, like he didn't know how deep that story went mm-hmm. to like in his mind it was like yeah I hooked up her with her when I was high getting high because I think they did coke together so it's like why apologize for something in a sense that she doesn't even know about that would just hurt her to find out yeah so I, I get both sides good for a story yeah it's <laughs> deep yeah I'm is this next to one deep hear like what other people have to say about that one yeah okay so this one is interesting um It kind of makes me laugh in a way, (laughs) Um, but it's also a little sad. Okay. Um, And I'll explain why after I read it. But it's called, I'm purposely trying not to get my wife pregnant. Okay. All right. So it goes like this. I'm in my later 20s. My wife is still in her early 20s. Okay. We're currently, we currently have no kids, two dogs, and have been married for only seven months. Hmm. My initial plan was to be married for two years and get established in our jobs, which are fairly new, then start trying for kids. I really do want them, and I've expressed my concern to her, but she doesn't want to hear any of it. Hmm. This person got pregnant. This person is due any time. Her friends from high school and college are having kids, etc. She wants a baby. Sorry, that, like, I wasn't following that first. Wait, I don't get that. I think he's saying, like, that's, like, her way of thinking. Like, she's like, this person got pregnant, and then this person is due. Her (laughs) friends from high school, college. So, like, that's playing into why she wants a baby. Okay, got it. Uh, Okay, yeah, I was lost, too, for a (laughs) We dated for a total of three years before we got married. The first two were a sex-filled romp. (laughs) What does that even mean? Like... Is a romp a word? Yeah. I've never heard of that. I have, but, like... I don't think I would use it. Is that like an older term? (laughs) Use it in that like way. But interesting. It was happening a lot. Yeah, got it. (laughs) My wife is a freak in bed and she sure showed it. After we got engaged, it slowed down a bit and she wasn't as freaky. Okay. But it was still satisfying. Great. I don't know why. Happy for you, man. Yeah. Now that we're married, she doesn't want anything intimate unless we are trying. Uh. If I say, hey, want to have sex? Or even (laughs) attempt foreplay, she brushes me off. But if I say, hey, let's make a baby, (laughs) she turns back into freak mode. Oh my god. That's (laughs) funny. Yeah, I get it. Okay. My wife is one of those that thought if a guy ejaculates inside a woman, she will become pregnant no matter what. She didn't realize about ovulation and peak times and whatnot. Ugh. So after she learned about it, she asked me to download the Flow app and chart her mm. cycles for her. I did, but ni- manipulated the entire thing. When she thinks she's ovulating, she's not. And the chances of her getting pregnant are slim to none. Sometimes I'll tell her that her peak day or highest chance of getting pregnant is coming up in a few days so we could start early. We have crazy sex for three to four days in a row, and then nothing while she's actually ovulating. I'm a bad person. <laughs> I will eventually give her a baby, just not anytime soon. Ooh. Okay, this reminds me of Daphne from, um, 
Bridgerton? Bridgerton, yeah. Yeah, that's true. How she... Well, I mean, that's just... so ignorant about, like, how to get pregnant and how it all works. I know. And I feel like that's a failure of, like, the school system or something because that's just sad that she didn't know that. Yeah, that's why it's, it's funny, but it's also sad about how much... How uneducated she is on her own cycle. Body. Yeah. yeah. I think that's sad. And I also think it's sad that he's manipulating her. Because I think what's sad is, like, she thinks she's trying. You're you're in the perfect, like, stage to get pregnant. But it's just not working for her. It can be so Taxing. detrimental to, like, her mental health. I could see how she would blame herself for not getting pregnant. She'd be like, what's wrong with me? Oh, And so yeah. I feel like... I don't think that, I don't know that OP, like, realizes maybe how, like, taxing that could be on his partner. Well, and she, you know, I think people, um, kind of the general rule of thumb is to try for a year before you seek Mm. fertility counseling. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know how long he's been doing this or how long he plans to keep it up. But if she's consistently every month, like you said, believing that she is trying um, and is, you know, like giving herself the best chance at being able to conceive mm-hmm. after a year, like she, or even maybe sooner, she's going to think, like you said, something's wrong and maybe even think that she's infertile or try to go seek counseling and then, yeah. you know, be presented to the doctor with false information. Right. Well, and then who knows what kind of like, cause I know there's like injections that you can take and like different things that like boost your fertility mm-hmm. and like she could get to the point where she's taking those unnecessarily. Like, and that could mess up with her, like, you know, her body, her natural, like, you know, cycle of everything. So I just think this is really manipulative. It's very I mean, manipul- I know we were, like, laughing because some of it is, like, funny and the way he wrote it <laughs> is funny. But, I mean, I think he's going about this in, like, one of the worst possible ways he could. And I think it's actually kind of, like... Yeah, very toxic and very manipulative, and I don't like the way he's going about it. I agree, and I think what's kind of interesting, or really actually sad about it, is that she trusts him enough to log her cycle for her. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine asking asking Q <laughs> to log my cycle on on his app. Yeah, I agree. I well, would I would just think he's gonna mess it up. I would never. Well, like, I know there's also, like, a function where you can log and, like, they can also have the app and, like, be, like... Like, keep track Like, too. have notifications or something sent. Oh, okay. I don't know. And so, but that's more like a team effort, right? Like, we're trying to get pregnant. But this man is just, like... Taking it into his own hands. And, like, if you can't have a conversation... They've only been married for seven months. Like, I get, I get his point at the beginning. I get not wanting to have a child, like, right away. I think that's, like... For me, that's what I would want. I would want to be married for a year or two years before I started baby trying for a kid. They are very young still. Yeah, and they're really young. And I get wanting to get stable. Like, financially, all those things make sense to me. But he needs to be able to have a conversation and just be like, hey, I don't... I can't have a kid right now. I don't want a kid right now. Like, I'm just not ready. And in the long run, I don't want to resent you or the child because I wasn't ready. Let's set a date. At this time, we can start, you know trying a hundred percent and like if she doesn't like react to that well I mean that's a different conversation but that doesn't mean that he should go and be this manipulative yeah and it sounds like his manipulation is stemming from her lack of wanting to be intimate yeah and like that warrants a conversation too yeah a hundred percent yeah so uh, I need to not say a hundred percent if you listen to the last episode or if you haven't you can go back and make it a drinking game and take a shot for every time I say a hundred percent because you'll be 
you'll be on the floor by the end of that episode. I like how he knows that he's being a bad person. This is true. I, I do agree. I mean, appreciate that he said I'm a bad person, but I just don't think he understands the The weight. gravity of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I also think, like, I wonder if she doesn't have, um, like, a good group Girl of girlfriends. Because if you went to, I would imagine if you went to your friends uh-huh. and you said, yeah, my husband is tracking my cycle. <laughs> he uh-huh. tells, he alerts me when I'm ovulating. Yeah. You'd think that maybe that would raise some red flags among her friends. And they'd be like, huh? Like. Yeah, I think. It would, it would warrant more questions. And then maybe she'd kind of. Like, Take figure a look it out. At it. Well, yeah. but she, I feel like she, I think she asked him to. Right. So it's like, I don't know if she, I wonder what she tells her friends. Like, if she tells her friends that he's tracking or if it's just like, oh, we're really trying and it's not working. Like, I wonder what she's sharing with well, her Well, and she's in her early 20s, so there's maybe a chance that her friends aren't in that same place where they're trying. But if she had a friend that was in that same situation, they could probably bounce things off from each other, you know? Like, if she yeah. had a friend that was, like, kind of on top of it. Yeah. It would probably be pointing out things to her that would be like, huh, <laughs> yeah. we're not doing that. Yeah. Or, you know? Yeah, I get what you mean. I, I agree. Okay, so for the last story, I have options. Oh, no. I'm excited. Okay, so we have, like, a very lighthearted one. Okay. Like, I, it's, I stole and used my college roommate's flashlight and threw it out. it's kind of gross um then we have kind of on like the same level of the other ones when I nannied I would read the journal of the mom you said that one's a little like downer though it's a little downer yeah okay um and then oh I killed an elderly man in front of his wife and basically his entire family is that a downer too I think I read that one it kind of is, but I think it's kind of sweet at the end. Like, it has, like, a way of making it, like, a little bit lighter. Let's but do it, the but first one. Heavy. Let's do the, let's just end on a light note. Let's do the, and if you guys want to hear one of the other ones, let us know, and we'll we'll read one of those in the, one of the other episodes. Okay. Also, I chose this one for the title. I have not read it. So <laughs> okay. So, this will be new for the both of us. Okay. Okay. I stole and read my college roommate's flashlight, then threw it out. It wasn't a real flashlight, just a knockoff that looked like a mouth-wearing bright red lipstick. Ew. (laughs) What? Those exist? He said he brought it as a joke and wasn't actually going to use it. One night, we went out to a party. At the end of the night, my roommate left with a girl and I went home alone. I was pretty drunk and horny and remembered his knockoff flashlight and thought borrowing it would be a great idea. I could use it, then clean it and return it, and he'd have no idea. I grabbed it, lubed it up, and went to town. (laughs) (laughs) It actually felt quite nice. (laughs) Shortly after finishing, but before I had a chance to get clean to clean things up, I hear the front door opening. Roommate had come home early. I panicked and needed to get rid of the evidence as soon as possible. So I opened the window and threw the sex toy out. It landed in the center of our dorm's quad, grassy area where students sit, play frisbee, etc. And that was that. The next day I went outside to look for it, but it was already gone. Roommate asked me if I'd seen it in a few days, (laughs) a few days later. But I just played dumb. Don't think he ever found out what happened because I've never told anyone. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just... I Clearly the roommate uses it. That's if what I was going to say. If he asked if he'd seen it. I was like, 
I that's what I want to know if the roommate actually had used it because uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm about to steal your line a hundred percent because that's because why would you ask for it? You kind of forget that it even exists. It's truly a joke that you don't use. Oh my gosh! Hey, uh, that that have means you seen it around. Like, why would you ask that unless you use it? Okay, but then that means like the guy didn't clean it before he used That's it. That's disgusting. Like, who knows if the roommate had cleaned it? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, if that. If that's the type of thing you clean after every use, but I just think about a norm, like a guy, they're not always like the cleanliest. So Ew. I can just imagine, like I don't know, what if it was used? Ew. Hopefully you would know if it was used. Like I, there would have to be some kind of like. Also, can we just take a moment of <laughs> silence for a mouth-wearing bright red lipstick? men are into some weird stuff that's what I got to say it's definitely interesting I'm just glad that um the evidence wasn't found but who found it like I hope whoever found it threw it away oh okay so here's an interesting comment okay one you're naive if you think he doesn't know what happened you're the only other person who lived in the room nobody could have taken it and used it but you (laughs) two he definitely used it too oh my gosh that's hilarious oh my well i think that's a that was a good start to wrap up on that's the laugh i needed um okay so now we'll get into our question of the week again thank you so much for everyone who responded i think we'll um we'll try to get to as many as we can um yeah, I just wanted to um, say, like, obviously, like we said in the beginning, thanks to everybody who wrote in. But if you do not hear yours, like, there are some that we want to, like, talk about in the future. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, we'll get to those eventually. So the first one, so the question of the week was to submit your unpopular dating opinions. And I'm going to start off with mine because there was a lot of, like response kind of a couple other people had things to say about that one submitted that one so my dating unpopular opinion um is about paying and I especially on the first date I like to split the bills and part of the reason I do that is because I don't want to feel like I owe someone anything even if the person doesn't put on me like oh you owe me a kiss or you owe me this or whatever I just like to eliminate all those feelings for myself and be like now let's just split it on the first date we're like both coming to this to get to know each other like there's no reason necessarily for the man to just like pay like on the first date I guess in my for for me and so um we got a comment that said the guy shouldn't have to pay for everything. So I think as the relationship continues on, they're saying he shouldn't be responsible for everything, which I agree with. I mean, I don't think he should like, that'd be a huge financial investment for someone, for a man to get into a relationship if he's going to have to pay for literally everything. Yeah. So (laughs) there's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) Yours is definitely unpopular. I would say. Like, it was a good job because that's unpopular. Because, like, some people submitted ones. And I'm like, eh, is that unpopular? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's interesting. I kn- I've known you've been like this. Um, <laughs> like, I've known that you've had this perspective. Yeah. 
I think it's an interesting one. I totally understand where you're coming from, especially how you just explained it. Like, you don't, you just want, like, a clean slate. Yeah. That sort of thing. Like, it's less messy. However, I do think, I, I don't know. I struggle because another person that we got um, for input was yeah. basically the opposite. Yes. Um, not only do they kind of expect the guy to pick up the first date tab, but... From then on, they kind of would prefer the guy to pick up most things in the relationship. And so I think that um, it's kind of just, it's traditional for the guy to pick up, I think, on the first date, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's kind of the guy trying to do, like, the gentlemanly thing to do. Yeah. Um, I think it should never be expected. Yeah. I do think it's appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... In that scenario, I I guess I really don't like it when there's like a, a back and forth about the bill. So with yours, yeah. I envision because there's some guys that I think would be like very firm on that. Mm-hmm. That I could see it being a little bit of awkward tension where it's like you're like, oh, let's split. And he's like, no, 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 I got it. And it's no, let's split. Like you know. Yeah, I mean, in my like dating history, like when I'm thinking back about it and on it, and if I've had any awkward scenarios I feel like I just don't let it get to the point where it's uncomfortable like if he's like oh no I got it I'll be like no I insist like let's just split it and then if he like continues to like if he would insist whoa (laughs) after that I would just like I would let let it go go. I'm not gonna like sit there and argue with a man about a check but I don't want to like where it comes for me is like especially with online dating like you're meeting the person literally for the first time I don't want to feel like oh now like you bought this one I'll buy the next like and we have to go on a second date I don't want to feel like I owe someone a second date in a way Mm. to make it even like I just don't that's an interesting point I don't like that kind of I just don't want it to carry any Wave. Weight or obligation or pressure. There, I would rather just, like, okay, I get drinks. And then sometimes, like, if we go to a drink for a bar, like, and he does go up to the bar and get the first round, I'll be like, oh, I'll get the next one and I'll go up to the bar and get the second. So then it feels kind of, like, evened out. Yeah. And it doesn't have to, like, be completely even. I can let it go and I'm getting better at it. <laughs> but I would just prefer on the first date to just kind of split it. Yeah, I do think um, age is also a component in this. Uh-huh. I mean, if you have your first date at, like, 16, 17... Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think that, you know, the girl should have all these expectations for... Oh, first of all, I don't think you should ever have an expectation that somebody's going to pay for you. Yeah. But I do I think... I think the girl should always offer. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I do think, though, that, um, you know, high school, college, people are essentially broke. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's, like, an important factor to consider if you are somebody who, like, expects the guy to, like, pick up the check every time sort of thing Um, because, you know, you guys are both kind of in this similar situation. Now, if you're dating somebody who's, like, a millionaire and there's a huge age or pay gap... (laughs) Like, obviously... If I went on a date with a millionaire, I would 100% let him pay. Yeah. Like, there's not going to be no argument from me on on that front. Yeah, so income is something to, you know... Yeah, consider. consider. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, like, finances and dating is, like, such, like, a taboo thing. It's tricky, I think. It is. Um, But, yeah, I... Like, the person who wrote in, a guy shouldn't have to pay for everything, I wholeheartedly agree with this. Yeah. Um, because 
Is it nice when, like, the guy picks up the check? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, but would I expect them to pick up the check every time? No. Because I think sometimes, and maybe this is just my frame of mind, if you're going into the situation typically or always expecting the other person to pick up the tab, it kind of just comes off as a little bit entitled to me. Yeah. Um, or, like... Because I would rather be surprised that the person picks up the check. And I feel like it's like almost like to me, for me, it's, I'm more appreciative of that in the moment than if I went into the situation like, yeah, they're going to get me. Yeah, I, w- I think I would just feel awkward or like bad if they were picking up the check every time. Like there would, it, it would make me, me feel like, yeah, I'm not participating. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's like nice to like, I want a guy that's going to be like, hey, like I'm picking you up at seven. We're going to go to this restaurant. We're going out. Like I'm taking you out. Like, okay cool but I'm not saying that has to happen every time and I wouldn't expect it to happen every time because there are some times where I'd be like no I insist because I, I don't think everything has to be even throughout the whole relationship at all but I think naturally it has a way of evening out you know what I mean if you both have that mindset but then it is nice for like a man to be like no nah, I got this one. You know what I mean? So eventually I would like to get to that place in my relationship but it's just like for me it doesn't happen I'd rather start off on a basis of just splitting it. I was talking to one of the people who submitted um, an opinion related to your topic about dating and pain and stuff. And we were talking and then we kind of got off on this little tangent. So I was just going to give you the scenario. Okay, I'm ready for the scenario. Give you my thoughts and stuff. So the scenario would be that you're married and you have a joint bank account. Yep. And you're making the same income as your partner. Yep. And so all your money's pooled. Yep. And then when you go on dates as a married couple, I said, even though the money's essentially the same, like we have the same card, it's coming out of the same account, it's both of ours, I want him paying every time. <laughs> what did the person, the, the person They thought it was funny, but I... I think I don't have a lot to explain why other than I think it's like masculine for the guy to like take the bill and like (laughs) fill out the stuff. Yeah. And because it really to me it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with like them paying over me. I just want to be able to be the girl and sit back and relax and like him take care of the little Little stuff. Little stuff. No I even if we're not making the exact same amount of money but our money is pooled. Yeah I agree I would want him. I don't know like I think too why I want that is like that's what my parents do now yeah and it's like it's like tradition it's just like what it is and what yeah what we've grown up with so I agree in that situation I'd be like yeah (laughs) yeah because we're both at the end of the day we're still we're both paying yeah like but it's him doing the like yeah the tip the every and I'm also really bad at like mental math so I'm hoping whoever I end up with is really good at mental math and can just take care of that for me because I don't want to be like 50 pulling my calculator like phone out and being like what's this tip right and say that there's there might be kids involved like you just that is your responsibility (laughs) every time I agree I think it's interesting because it takes like the money component out of it it's not like expecting him to like use his financial money for that it's just I like I want to sit back and relax I want that to be your task I agree I I like that as well okay okay glad we're on the same page Let's go to another dating unpopular opinion from our... I like these. I know, they're fun. They are fun. I don't, And this is interesting because I don't know if this is like necessarily an unpopular opinion, but I'll just read it and then we can talk about it, I guess. That makes the most sense. So 
this person's unpopular opinion is hookups and casual dating are a waste of time, energy, and mental capacity. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know if that's the most unpopular opinion. I think it's unpopular for like more so. College. Yeah. College. Like young. Yeah. Like men. <laughs> Men yeah. in their early 20s, for sure. <laughs> They're running yeah. from long-term relationships. Yeah, most well, of, them. of them. Most of them. Yeah, so the reason why I like can like very much agree with this one is because I am a relationship girl. Yeah. <laughs> I date to be in a relationship. Yeah. And so for me, hookups have never really been like... They've never been like something that I'm really interested in because mm -hmm. I'm looking for a partner out here. <laughs> but <laughs> I do think, like, I remember my my dad told me in high school, like, you know, like dating and getting to know people is valuable experience. Mm -hmm. And I, they actually discouraged me from getting into a serious relationship in high school. I did mm. not listen. I wish I had <laughs> um, because it just it's messy and you're young and you're, yeah, you know, there's all these emotions and everything. You think it's gonna last forever, and mm -hmm. it's really just experience to get you, um, you know, to like the next place. But um, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Some people are high school sweethearts, of course, but. Anyway, um, I do think that dating can serve as a means to meet people and, you know, it doesn't always have to lead to a relationship. It yeah. can be lighthearted. Um, but I guess I think the people who are in their mid to late 20s out there, like on their dating app profile, <laughs> pretending they're looking for a long-term relationship. Yeah. So those people exist, like, where they check the little thing. Yeah. But then, like, you, they're like, so, like, what are you looking for? And it's like, <laughs> okay. I hate that question. Yeah. But, well, I used to hate it because I think when I was younger, I felt pressured to say nothing serious. Yeah. And now that I know that I'm like, no, I don't want just, like, the casual, like, setting. I'm not just going to meet with you and hook up with you, like, on a random night. Now I feel more confident in my answer to be like, no, I am looking for something a little bit more, like, long-term, settled down. Like, not necessarily. It doesn't have to lead to a long-term relationship. But I'm not looking for just, like, a flimsy hookup either. It's so funny, like, you just saying, like, feeling, like, pressure to, like, give that answer that you're looking for something non-serious because I feel – I felt the same way. Yeah. And it was just, like – the biggest lie ever yeah. where it'd be like so like what are you looking for and it's like oh like I just want something fun like just casual knowing full-on well I was pursuing a boyfriend yeah you know? yeah I agree and it's kind of the game that unfortunately you have to play in college if that yeah. is what you're looking for mm -hmm. because tr I mean it depends on the guy but I think most guys if you told them first first time hanging out like yeah I'm looking for a relationship they'd, <laughs> they'd like bolt the opposite direction well but and I feel like it's almost unnatural though to be like yeah I'm looking for a relationship yeah because you don't first. know yeah because well, it depends the, on the person well here's the thing is I could be looking for a relationship but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily looking to for you to be that right. person right right um, right. So it is kind of like a loaded question when you're asked because I think I, I do date for the purpose of being in a relationship. Yeah. And so if a guy hits me with that first time we're hanging out, that is what I'm looking for, but you may not be the guy. Right. But that's right. how they take it. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you can't just like, we can't start off on the like, 
on the first meeting being like, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. Yeah, don't girls. Just don't ask that question on the first date. Just get to know each other is my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. And then to play the devil's advocate, like, of the unpopular decision, unpopular opinion, excuse me, um, I think there, again, there is a time and place for people for casual, like, hookups, casual dating, and I totally understand that. I've been in that mindset before. I've just learned that that mindset isn't for me, but I do think there are people out there that, like, it works for them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't agree, but that's okay. Let's move on to yeah, the next Yeah, I don't, one. but yeah, next one. Okay, so the next unpopular opinion is the guy should be the one who texts at the end of the date. Yes. This, this one kind of blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting one. I'm glad they brought it up. I think it, it really depends on the circumstances. It's very yeah. circumstantial. Um, but in the scenario I laid out to this person to clarify, uh-huh. I, so the scenario was that, say the guy picks you up, mm-hmm. you go on your first date, he pays, he then drops you off and you say goodbye. And then she said he, like when he gets home, should be the one to text or, you know, the next day whenever it is. I totally disagree. Yeah. I, I disagree too. I mean, I don't think it has to necessarily be one person over the other. I don't like, I just think dating has so many stupid games. I don't think it it has to be the guy. It doesn't have to be the girl or whichever partner, but I, I do think girls kind of like play this game where it's like all these things should be the guy's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And when I've been in that sort of situation, I will try to leave off the date with like, Oh, well, like, text me when you get home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then if he follows through with that, if he wouldn't follow through with that, I'd be like, we're not getting a second date. Like, if he didn't text me that he made it home oh, and I well, told him to. But, like, I would just maybe figure he, like, it, he may have slipped his mind. So I would still, like, text him and be like, did hey, you make it? did you make it home? Thanks so much for tonight. Like, I had a lot of fun. And, like, I would thank him again if, like, he paid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think though, but like in my ideal situation with saying that is that he drives home. And texts, 100%. And I think says, that's oh, a good... I made it home. And then it's my responsibility to reiterate, I had fun on the date. Thanks for taking, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you start, like the conversation should continue, continue from there. But I don't know. Like there's... I just, even though, but if you drove separately and you just like, you get home... I would still be, I wouldn't expect him to go out of his way to like text me and be like, hey, I had such a good time. I like almost feel like it's my responsibility in a way because I feel like most times the guy's like asking you out and like you're like, oh, let's go do this and like you agree. Like, I don't know, because I kind of like when a guy's like, we should hang out. Like, what should we, like, we should go to a bar or whatever. So he kind of initiated those plans. So at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, hey, thanks so much. I had a great time. Even if I don't intend to go out with him again, I still text them and be like, hey, thanks so much. Had a good time. Or it was nice meeting you. Oh, interesting. Even if you don't want a second date. Yeah, because I still think we both took time out of our days to go and like meet each other. I'm not going to just like ghost you after a date. If I'm not interested. Well, it's not necessarily ghosting them if they don't follow up with you. I would always... And I I think, though, even if you don't... Like, if you know upon meeting that person or throughout the date, hey, like, this isn't my person. I'm not 
really looking to pursue this. I think regardless at the end of the day is when I say, Hey, this is a good time. Thank you. If they mm-hmm. paid, like, thanks for meeting up. Um, I would hope that like, I don't know. I know like in my early twenties, I was not mature enough to tell the guy right then and there. Oh like, no, I was not, not either. <laughs> and I don't even know if I were to be dating now that I could do that. I would want to, cause I think it's like Important. better to be honest sooner. Um, but sometimes I think that the girl reaching out after the date, you're kind of reiterating what you already said. Um, but true. Now that I'm thinking back, I'm like trying to think back if I had, I feel like, I feel like I can think of a date that I went on and we, I think on the date we both knew this was not, it was like very mutual that this is not, but we were both trying to be so nice. Yeah. And so then at the end we were like, we texted later, so like, fun. thanks, so fun. Let's do it again. Right. <laughs> Nothing ever happened. But it felt, I don't know, it just felt polite to do it that way. Well, because it's awkward. If you're going to, like, yeah. say goodbye after a date, like, the most natural thing, I feel like, is to be like, oh, this was so much fun. Like, <laughs> it was so nice meeting you. Yeah. And I, that's what I try to refrain from saying things that I think would give off the, like, complete wrong impression. So if I know yeah. I don't want to see, go to pursue a second date, I'm not going to say, oh, we should definitely, we should do this again sometime. No. But I would lead with, this was fun. Like, like it was nice so meeting you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I wouldn't, no, if I'm not interested, I'm not going to try to insinuate that we should see each other again. Right. But I still do, like, the like pleasantries, I guess. So I thought it was interesting that the person who submitted this said, like, the guy should always text. I think it just should, it really depends. I don't think that the girl shouldn't not text. I tend to text the guy first and be like, hope you made it home okay. Like, even if I tell him, like, sometimes he'll text me first, like back first mm-hmm. um, and be like, I made it home. I had so much fun. Great. But if he doesn't, I would, I would still go and like text him. Cause I think like, especially if he paid, like it's nice of you to go out of your way to be like, hey, thanks again had a good time nice to meet you yeah I agree and like you don't need to be waiting on a guy to text you no like he if and if he did really like do like the heavy lifting for planning that first date the ball kind of is in your court I agree okay so the next one that somebody submitted is that they think that people should live together before they get married even if it's just for a little while Mm mm-hmm Um, to be honest, I don't think this is an unpopular opinion given like today's times. I think actually you have the unpopular. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My unpopular opinion (laughs) is that I don't think that you necessarily have to. Yeah. Um, I think that I like when I was in high school, even like early college, I think that I was like, I, you know, was like, no, like I don't need to, I, I, I don't plan on it. Yeah. Um, it also comes like from like a religious aspect for me Mm -hmm. um but then I started dating somebody who is like real like kind of has pushed this yeah or has insinuated that that they would want to do that before marriage yeah and so it's kind of hard like when you start dating somebody you have like obviously to make compromises in the relationship but for me my compromise right now (laughs) the, the the most I could do on this is to not move in until Engaged. We're, we're engaged. Yeah. And um, my reasoning for that is, um, it, this makes me sound like such a nerd, <laughs> but I have actually done research on it. Yeah. Because I have gotten a lot of pushback from people. I'm like, okay, well, am I believing this just because my parents told me this or just because, sure. like, I want to be able to back this up for me. 
And um, there's actually a study done, um, I think that was published in the New York Times about um, this success rate on marriage post living together. And so the number one reason I hear people saying they want to live together before marriage is because they kind of want to test the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they don't want any surprises um, and that sort of thing. Well, the study actually found that people who um, lived together before marriage actually had a higher rate of divorce than people who didn't. Mm -hmm. However, people who got engaged and then moved in together had the same as people who moved in after marriage. And the reason for that was, um, because there was a commitment in place. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously that doesn't mean everybody who moves in together is going to get divorced. Absolutely (laughs) not. But I think it was, it was, the data was kind of pulling from the fact that when people move in together, they don't always have those big conversations of what are we looking for in the outcome of this relationship? Mm-hmm. And so girls could be moving in thinking, oh, this, this is, is a it. step closer to marriage. And a guy could be thinking, oh, I'm getting her off my back like, <laughs> for a few years. Sure. And they might not be having that conversation of what they're looking for. Yeah. And then it can kind of just, you know, they can live together for years without really having a solid plan. I think either way you do it is fair because I think that there can be circumstances where it just does make sense financially. Like there's different aspects where couples just do need to live together before engagement, before they're married and like totally valid. I understand those for me personally. I think I would, I I would go back and forth if I need to be engaged or if I don't need to be engaged before moving in. I think it just depends on like where I'm at with my partner because I do think it's so unique to the couple, but I do think it's really interesting that you backed it up with like a study because I do find it intriguing and it makes total sense to me because if you don't have that like commitment of a ring or commitment to marriage, it's like it's easier to leave basically. Like there's not as much holding you to that like person right so it's like I get why the success rate is higher in a way especially after marriage because well it's interesting to me that the engagement and marriage is the same I thought that was really interesting but it's because like you've had that commitment here like you're 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 doing it it's like harder to like turn around but when you don't have that commitment it's like someone just moves out you know yeah and I do think the longer you live together the more complicated it gets that's why that's why I think that that also plays into the reason why it's higher in divorce sometimes is because the people who don't have a plan who move in together because of like you know logistics Mm -hmm. and then they've acquired this life together of shared bills and shared furniture and maybe pets and all this stuff Mm -hmm. well even if they kind of doubt the relationship there's a sense of like oh well like it's gonna be a headache to get out of this so yeah but still it it could lead to marriage and and I think in some so sometimes because of this acquired life together they get married when it had they not lived together maybe it would have been easier to exit that relationship yeah that makes sense Yeah, I think that's a really interesting one, and I don't have, like, a super strong take on this one myself, because I think it'll just really evolve as I get into the right relationship, Mm -hmm. Um, and really depend on where I'm at then, but I think that there are a lot of valid points on both sides. Okay, I think we should talk about one more unpopular opinion. And then I think we should probably wrap up because we've gone for a bit of time here. But the last one we're going to talk about is 
having friends that you constantly talk to or hang out with with the opposite sex. And I was a little unclear if that means like, I don't know, is that unpopular opinion? Because for me, the unpopular opinion would be like them having, like that the partner's okay with that. Or is it the unpopular opinion that they're not, you're not okay with that? Yeah, so I asked um, this person to clarify, and I think they were trying to say their unpopular opinion is that your partner should not have friends of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Did she say, like, to, like, hang out with? What was the... I think she said having friends that you constantly talk to or hang out with of the opposite sex. Yeah, so this is an interesting one, I think. Um... (laughs) Because I'm trying, because I think what I have to say Uh um, is probably different from if I was actually in the scenario. I feel like, yeah, I'm like trying to picture if I I was in this scenario. And I think like how it comes across so often is like they're in a relationship. So it's like your partner's like friends with a couple that they hang out with a lot, which I don't think is an issue. Like for me, like I hang out with you and Q all the time. Oh, yeah. No, I I think... And that's different than, like... I don't think that's what she means. No, I don't think that's what she means, but that's just the situation that I've always been in. I can give you a situation. Okay. Okay, let's say you're you're dating a guy, and he has a very close friendship with a co-worker. Oh, okay. That's that's an example. So, Mm. (laughs) for me, and this is just me being shallow... It depends on how attractive this girl is. Because oh if Are she's if she's okay, but if she's hot, I this is me being completely honest and like transparent with everybody. Um, I'm it's gonna make me feel more jealous than if yeah. She's not. And if this girl was in a relationship, not threatened. Yeah, I think if they're in a relationship, that's what I, I think. That's what I was trying to say earlier. It's like if they're in a relationship, I wouldn't feel threatened. If they're not in a relationship, that's when I feel like I would be like eerie and like it's like well are they childhood best friends like did they grow up together because I think that's kind of different okay no let's go with the scenario that we have oh sorry he co-worker co-worker um and they hang out outside of work sometimes like they'll go to happy hour after they get off or something um is she single they text about work or sometimes they have inside jokes like let's, let's, does that bother single? you is yeah um I think that it would, it would cause me to have a conversation with my partner. I'd be like, do you have feelings for her? Is this something that, like, I would have to talk about it. But, like, I don't think I would, I don't know that I would want to jump. I say this now, but then, like, if I was actually in the situation, I'd probably be freaking jealous. But I'd like to think that I could just talk to, I would hope that my partner and I have the type of relationship where I can be like, I I don't, because I wouldn't want to get to the point where I'd be like, you can't talk to her. Yeah. You can't hang out with her. I don't want to be that. Yeah, so I is think... Is it flirty or is it just, like, friendly? If it's flirty, then we have a problem. If it's just friendly, like how I hope my partner sometimes interacts with you or my other friends, I would be okay with it. Yeah, I also think flirty to one person would not be flirty yeah, to another. True. And you're not going to really see them at work, so you don't really know, but... I think this one comes down to trust and um, placing boundaries in your relationship. And so I think I would hope that 
my partner knows where the line is. Yeah. <laughs> like that boundary. And so I may, I may be a little jealous just because I'm that type of person. Yeah. But if he's not giving me a reason to think that boundaries are being crossed, yes. mm-hmm. I would live with it. And you know, but well, I also think it's like, how does she interact with you? Does she want to like meet? Cause I think that's important too. If she doesn't like want to meet you at all, I would find that a little sus. Like if she was like, Oh, bring Sarah along. Like I'd be like, okay. Like if she like invites you, like, you know what I mean? I would find it more odd if she's just like trying to like sequester him alone (laughs) no I agree but I'm also envisioning a situation where okay let's say like let's say like they have like she does want to meet you yeah or like it's not even coming from her like you just happen to like join him and his work friends okay and she's there and like she has these inside jokes with your boyfriend and is like talking about things that you can't relate to because that literally happens yeah, no. I mean, that could happen with anybody, not necessarily a part, uh, a friend of your partner that you could be potentially jealous about. But I just think that... No, but that's what I'm saying. I think it matters. Does she try to bring you in on those jokes? Does she try to explain, like, oh my gosh, this happened, and, like, try to feel... Is she a girl's girl where she's trying to bring you yeah. in? Or is it she just trying to be... That's, I would take that as her trying to mark her territory on your man. And then, yeah, I would take offense to that. So I think if she tries to bring you in more so, there's a way that you can make someone feel comfortable in a situation like that. And if she's not doing that, then I think I would take a problem with it. Yeah. And I think also like thinking about like Quentin in this situation, (laughs) Mm -hmm. fortunately he's in like a very male dominated (laughs) field. West Virginia. Yeah, and it's from West Virginia, so I'm not, fortunately, it's not something that crosses my mind, but um, I, I have been in a few situations with Quinn where he's just totally oblivious Yeah, to a girl, I think. I mean, Come I don't on. think we've really had somebody cross the line too much other than that one story where the girl tried to fight me, but that's a story <laughs> for another day. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, but... Yeah, I just, like, there's been moments where I'm, like, or he'll tell me about a situation or maybe even something I've witnessed over the years, and I've been, like, oh, yeah, like, I think she was interested in him just being, like, no. Well, yeah, but that's, so that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't take problem with my man. I would take problem with, like, girl if she was, like, like, I think, like you said, if your partner's, like, kind of oblivious, you can definitely tell their true intentions because you know them. So I'm fine with my partner. It's if the girl isn't trying to bring you in that I would take issue with the girl. Right, but if your partner's oblivious, maybe they're not making those boundaries clear, right? Because they, like, they're not even paying attention. Yeah, but I think that's almost, like, then there's not really a boundary being crossed until it's crossed and as long as then if they then realize, oh, that's a boundary she's crossed, you know what I mean? So if, like, for instance, if, like, if they go, like, I feel like they could still set those right boundaries. So if he's oblivious, but then this girl, like, comes in for, like, a nice little side hug that's obviously, like, friendlier than it needs to be, and him be like, whoa, whoa, like, <laughs> pound it. Like, no. that's, setting a, yeah. that's setting a boundary. Yeah, but, I mean, how many men are going to do that? I, just, I would hope my partner would. <laughs> would just the side hug and give her a fist pump? <laughs> no. That's okay, so, but like afterwards, being I mean, I like, don't think a side hug is necessarily bad. I would. It get, depends on it depends on the hug. <laughs> I really think, unfortunately, this this one comes down to like trust, like how threatened. Well, trust and like how threatened I really feel from this girl. Yeah, and and it's shallow. And so but that, like that's what I'm saying though is I feel like it's more on the girl and less on my partner as long as I know my partner's true intentions. 
if I feel like my partner's being honest with me, I can trust them and I see maybe they're just like being oblivious, then I feel like I would take more issue with like the girl and how she's handling it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you, but you you can't really talk to the girl. You have to talk to your partner about it. Yeah, I agree. Like you're not going to confront this word friend and be like, hey, you're getting a little too close to my man. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. Well, who knows? Depends on how many drinks I've had. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I also think uh, maybe a good rule of thumb is to picture if you're behaving in a certain way with a friend of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. um, maybe think and you're like questioning whether or not it's okay or not, or maybe your partner has an issue with it and you don't understand why. Picture if your partner was doing that same thing with the opposite sex with then would you have a problem with it? Yeah, I do agree. I think that is a good rule of thumb. But I don't think that it's impossible for you guys to disagree on what the boundary is. No, no, no. I was going to say it's, I don't think it's impossible for you to have healthy relationships with the opposite, with someone of the opposite sex. Okay, so this is kind of the age-old question of can guys and girls be friends? Like platonic friends. Just platonic friends. Single men and women? Or people who are in a relationship. Because, yeah, we can have... I have male platonic friends who I know are just male platonic friends. Mm -hmm. And they know that. So, yeah, I think it's possible. But I think it depends on the context so much. So, like, my theory on this... And I think... And this is just coming from, like, personal experience and what I've heard other people talk about. Mm -hmm. If a guy and girl... um, have a friendship I and and they're single yeah or maybe both of them it doesn't have to be though okay Okay. never mind scratch that part if a guy and girl are single Mm -hmm. I think at some point in time one of them considered it or thought about it like it crossed their mind if they're both single no they don't have to be okay I mean (laughs) Maybe, but I can think of really, I mean, maybe from the, are you saying though from both the female and male side? Because I can think of friendships <laughs> where I have not thought about going anywhere with, with them. Yeah. yeah, same. So, <laughs> same. No, I'm not, okay, I don't know. I don't, I have to think about it more. Okay. But I'm thinking about something specific. Okay. I'm thinking of a scenario that I experienced. I'm also thinking of a scenario <gasps> that I know. I think I know what one you're experiencing. You experienced. And like... Are you talking about... Are you talking about... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I just think that it can be completely platonic. Mm-hmm. But I think at one point in time, one of them considered it. I saw this YouTube video... Um, where they asked this girl like on a college campus to call one of her guy friends. Yeah. Who she said they were just friends. Yeah. And ask him if he would be interested in hooking up. Yeah. Because the guy's point was that every guy who's a guy friend would be down. Yeah. Given the opportunity. Yeah. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think he meant single guys. Yeah. But I don't know. It just it's an interesting It's hard. I don't think I do. I think that I think men and women can be friends platonically. I get your point. I think that there are, there's a maybe a, even a majority of the time where that is true where like it has crossed their mind if especially if they're both single, but I think there is plenty of opportunity where men and women can't just be platonically friends. 
Yeah, but even if you have one of them who's in a relationship and the other one's single, at some point in time... No, I don't it's think... It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. It's possible. It's and possible, I think, but I don't think, I think that... I think in it, a that's, lot of cases. It is possible, but I don't think that that's necessarily always true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about it more. No, I agree. <laughs> it's not always true. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Okay, good. But I guess we could, like, boil it down to single friends. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but like, but that's like me sitting here. I can think of all my friends that are in relationships and I don't think of any of their partners as someone who I would go after. So like I'm sitting here like in the situation where I'm like, I'm platonically friends with like multiple people's partners. So it's like, you know, yeah. It's not the case. Yeah, but you're but, I think, but you're but you're friends with like the girl in that situation. Do you know what I mean? Like you're uh, so you're like a girl's girl sort of thing in that situation. If you were like in our previous scenario where like you, uh, you met the guy at work and he happened to be in a relationship, could be a little different. No, actually, this like is a situation for me. Uh-huh. I'm like there was someone like where I was like maybe, but then I found out they're in a relationship and I'm like no. But, like, I could still be friends with this person. Yeah. But I'm, like, no, it's off limits for, like, anything else. Yeah. So yeah. I think it really depends on the person. Because it's, like, do, when you find that information, does that shut it down for you? Is it, like, okay, no, it's off. And yeah. for some people it does, and for some people it doesn't. So I think it's, like, I think we can view it more that way. It really depends on the person. Yeah, it does. And, and age, I think, is a factor, too. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So that wrap up our... Episode two. Thanks for tuning in. I think this one might be a little bit longer than our last one. Yeah, whoops. we went on some some rants, but hopefully you guys enjoy. And as always, please let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. If you see a story, send it our way. As you can tell from this episode, I think we'll talk about <laughs> pretty much anything. We got into some. Oh yeah, the topics were vast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very fun though. Okay, well thanks again, everyone. We'll see you hopefully next week.